Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. My character's name is Awen Avalon, and I'm a high elf druid. My character is a young woman. Her <laughs> name is Penelope LaRoche Vanderhoot. I will be playing the role of Bertram. He is a warforged sorcerer. Whoa. Basically, I made a robot butler. You glance down at the invitational flyer that brought you here. Genius artificer Dr. Frankenstein is looking for volunteers to serve as test subjects in his latest experiments. You could earn 50 gold just for participating. Be prepared for combat. Failing a level results in immediate disqualification. Death also disqualifies you. First one to finish wins. Did, did, he, did he say death? The entrance closed and you realize it is just the three of you. We have Awen on the side of the next level. We have you dangling on the rope attached to the waist of Bertram who's standing on the beginning side. <laughs> So, Bertram, you have uh, this little girl hanging from this rope tied to your waist. What are you going to do? I would start pulling and, and pulling her back up. Um, yeah, can you, do, can you do a strength check for me? So, here's the thing. I have negative <laughs> one for that. I have negative one for that. And I rolled a one. You guys are just killing it. We were wondering when you were going to have one of your famous uh, rolls of one tonight. Uh, all right. So as you begin to pull up on this rope um, from your side, um, part of it snags on a, a bit of the rock, um, rock's face. And this isn't the newest rope. This is, this is kind of a, an old rope. <laughs> and as it snags on it, uh, Old Faithful. It breaks. And uh, we're going to have Sick. Penelope um, start to roll down into uh, the bottom of this chasm. Now, I will give you three 30 seconds to brainstorm away to stop her from getting into that hole. I cast Entangle. Okay. Tell me what happens when you cast Entangle. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square starting at the point within range, which is 90 feet. I assume that that's in range Mm -hmm. for the duration. These plants uh, make it difficult terrain, and a creature in the area must succeed on a a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants. I would say she's not going to really fight that. So, uh, yeah, so so before she can slide down any further into this 50-foot drop... 
Um, she gets entangled um, midway down. So I would say she is about uh, 20 feet down uh, from that seesaw. Um, so at the very least, her movement down is stopped. Mr. Bertram, that was not a good rope. <laughs> not a good rope. Good, good, good running. Good, good running there. Oh, am I? The, the, don't blame the victim. Um, Alan, I will say, I've never, I've never rolled a zero before. <laughs> Gosh. I got your back. All don't right. worry about it. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you, you cast it where if she were to climb up, she would be able to climb up to where you are. Penelope, give me a strength check for climbing. And if you have any proficiency in athletics, you can also add that to your role. So strength check for climbing. Oh, you are at minus one. So your modifier is going to be minus one. minus one. Yeah. Here's what we go. And athletics, Sweet. I have nothing. Eleven. Yep, that's enough. Yeah, that was, that was oh. good enough. All right, so you, you climb up the face of the wall and you make it there. So the two of you are on this side and uh, on the far side is Bertram still with a broken rope dangling from his midsection. So I just look over to Bertram and say, see, it's easy. Okay, uh, I could attempt to walk over uh, very quickly and Awen, if you'll be so kind as to step on the other edge. And if worse comes to worse, I, I, I suppose if I take a tumble off the edge, I could maybe fall into the, the vines and climb up if I need to? I think that's a good idea. I'll give you a little bit of counterweight. Okay, with here we that go. Counterweight, uh, with that counterweight, you're going to roll with advantage, uh, which means you yes. roll twice and take the higher of the two. Oh, hell yes. Pip, go help Eowyn out. And I send the mouse. The mouse is a bad putting, joke. It's a putting bad his, joke. The mouse it's is so putting good. his tiny it's little a, paws on the, <laughs> on the plank of wood. She's like, mm-hmm. chit, 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 chit. <sighs> so dexterity, um, and if you have any acrobatics, add that on there as well. Guys, I'm not good at rolling. My rolls are always terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, you had advantage. What did you roll? I rolled a four followed by a three. <laughs> Gosh, man. <laughs> The dice hate oh, me. So I you knew guys I'd get are the just blowing up this dice today. All right, so I wonder, Bertram, I wonder if you land in the in the weeds. Bertram, you you do you land in the weeds because um, once again it is an inverted cone, so it's a narrow opening. But uh, he falls twenty feet down, and he's going to have to find a way to climb out, uh, which will take a strength check. Here we go, nat twenty, baby. Does a ten do it? Ten does it. You climb out. Thank God. All right. On to the next one. Oh. Ooh, uh, you have right. passed off. the first round. We did it. Off to a good start, um, Patriots. So you make it to the far door, and before opening it, you notice there is a small alcove just to the side of it. And in that alcove, there is one potion of climbing. I run over and grab it, and then I look at them and say, you know, for all of us. And then I put it in my pouch. Okay. All right. Uh, You guys proceed through that door. So room number four is a large unadorned space. And if you look at it closely, it's it's shaped kind of like a teardrop um, where you're entering in um, at the wide parts and it tapers to an apex on the other side. Really, the exit seems straight across. Once you come inside, the door closes behind you. And taking a few steps further, you see a statue of a beautiful yet sad-looking elven woman pop up in the middle of the floor. Uh, 
Uh, Awen, is there maybe... I I don't want to be racist here. I know you don't know all elves, but uh, maybe there's some kind of markings on on the statue or something of a clue of who this person might be. Yeah, would I know? Like a history check? Go ahead and uh, take a closer look at her, and uh, yeah, you can uh, do a history check. He he can do a history check. I'll 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 look while I look at the I look for markings. Yeah, I rolled a twelve. Um, there's something faintly familiar to her. Um, almost like as in you've heard a cautionary tale, but you 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 can't place a name or anything to her. Um, okay. But Bertram, as as you look closely too. You notice that she's wearing um, it just it's it's a stone carving, so there's no colors or anything on it. It's just you know gray, and her form is very elegant. The robes are very simple, but carved into her neckline, um, you see that she's carved as wearing an elegant key necklace. And the closer you get, you notice that large drops of water start to cascade down her lovely face, falling with fat drops in the basin below her. And it draws you in, so the closer you get to her, you step on the plate just before her, and you hear a, uh, just the sound of sobbing starts to emit from the stone, Mm-mm. and uh, I want you all to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. What is that? We just roll wisdom? You roll wisdom. Mm-hmm. 20. Unnatural 20. Yeah. Fourteen. Four, nice. a five. Rule unwise. Aaron and, uh, or I should say, Awen and Bertram, you guys are fine, but you look kind of behind you and you see that Penelope has sunk down to the floor, starting to cry oh. herself. Um, oh, no. And what has happened is that, uh, I kind of homebrewed this, instead of fear, um, this has cast depression on you. Um, and so, uh, Penelope, you start to feel just very heavy and uncaring and you really, for some reason, just don't care if you leave this place at all. Mm-hmm. Hopelessness overtakes you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Awen and Bertram, you see this happen behind you, but you don't feel anything so that you have no idea what's going on. Um, but Penelope, yeah, you, you're just starting to cry and all you can hear are the sounds of this woman's mournful wails. And you start to um, lament alongside her, and you do not want to leave. Uh, being a woman's really hard. The patriarchy exists in other places, even magical places. <laughs> can I, I? I already made a perception check. Um, can I? It, how? Th- I mean, this is a big statue. What's it, what, what? What are the dimensions we're talking about here? Life size. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to cast Shillelagh. Whoa. And what is that? Yeah, Shillelagh, uh, the wood of a club or quarterstaff that I'm holding is imbued with nature's power. For the duration, you can use your spellcasting ability instead of strength for the attack and damage rolls of melee attacks using that weapon. Uh, and the weapon die becomes D8. And the weapon becomes magical if it isn't already. The spell ends when you... Uh, cast it again or let go so it just becomes a d8 and i use my spell modifier and attack i guess so i am gonna be using my quarter staff i'm gonna run up to this thing i'm just gonna smack it in the head okay roll an attack okay 
the inequalities she's seen. All right, that is going to be 20 against AC. Yeah, that hits. Uh, you are going to damage it. That's nine damage. Okay, uh, yeah, you, you actually knock a huge crack in it to the point that water starts to, like, gush up from it, and the sound does uh, weaken where it's just a faint uh, sound, and Penelope, you're going to kind of come out of the stupor a little bit where you're not feeling as heavy. Um, you're starting to forget a little bit of why you were sitting on the floor in the first place, but you are definitely not moving. It, it would take someone assisting you to move forward. What's, what's holding uh, the, the key around the statue's neck? What's, what's, uh, what's holding it up? Is that it's carved into the stone. Uh, no, it's carved into the stone. But is the key real or is the key stone as well? It's the stone. Okay. Did you say that, that her tears were dropping into a vial or into like a basin or something? A basin, um, like the bottom of a waterfall. But now that's broken and it is starting to overflow. I go and help Penelope after smacking this thing. Okay. Uh, Penelope is very small, so you can, you can easily like pick her up if you want. Well, hey there, Penelope. It seems like you might need a little bit of help. You mind if I just throw you over my shoulder? Just another damsel in distress. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> and then, with, with her consent, I throw her over my shoulder. <laughs> Very good. I do Very appreciate good. you asking. I take, I, take okay. the, I take the basin of water, <laughs> and I'll, I'll to, to hopefully help things along also, I throw it in Penelope's face. Hoping that that'll like calm her down. <laughs> wake up, wake up, girl. You're, everything's okay. Everything's all right. You're hysterical right now. Calm down. <laughs> That's not helping. You don't understand. I get more worked up, but not because of magic, but just because of unfairness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bertrand knows exactly what to say. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> So you make your way across and you make your way to the, the apex of this teardrop-shaped room and you notice that the far door is unlocked. Next to the door, there's another alcove. And in that alcove, there's a potion of psychic resistance. And I grab that. I swoop that up. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, Bertram, I think Bertram takes it. You're probably in front of us anyway. Well, you're carrying Penelope. I wipe my eyes and say, you're carrying I, Penelope. And I, was, yeah, and yeah. I go to Penelope and I'm like, don't yeah. worry, girl. I'll, I'll hold on to this for all of us. Don't worry. I wiped my eyes and said, that would have completed my set. So you, you proceed forward, and as soon as you cross the threshold of the door, Penelope, you're fine. You, you cease uh, crying, and you kind of don't even remember why you were sad in the first place. It's almost as if it just lifted from your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, was, that was embarrassing. Can we all just pretend that that didn't happen? Great. I don't know what, what? you're talking about. What? I, I put her down. Or I guess I would have put her down, yeah. (laughs) All right. This next room is full of what looks like to be poorly hidden pit traps in a pattern, as if they were the black squares in an 8x8 chessboard throughout the room. The pits seem apparent and covered with simple and poorly disguised canvas tarps or even sticks with leaves, despite not fitting at all into the environment of the cave. You see uh, that they're just like there are black squares there are also white squares um and so there seem to be some uncovered squares uh that you can make your way across can i investigate the pits why don't you roll an investigation check 14 
it seems confusing to you, um, but it looks like all the white squares do not have any holes or tarps or sticks on them. It's only on the black squares. I think I'm going to cast Mage Hand and maybe just like have that hand uh, maybe brush across the top of the traps, like trying to uncover them or to see what might be, uh, what might be underneath. Yeah, uh, your mage hand um, goes to a nearby black square, and on top of that square, there is just a bunch of sticks and leaves uh, covering it. And as it shoves the leaves across um, from the black square onto the seemingly solid white square, you see them immediately fall into the white square. Hmm. It's a trap. Real, real quick, by the way, I have this thing. I have like wild magic surge, and it says after casting a spell, I must roll a d20. Is that does that count for cantrips? Oh, no. Does that count for cantrips, or is that just like spells? That's any magic. So you're Full gonna have to do spell. that now. Wild magic surge. It's a d20, not a d100. Right. Not a d100. I think. Yeah, it's a d100. Uh, nope, I'm good. I rolled a twelve. Oh. So yeah, if you don't know, since since I'm like a new kind of sorcerer. I have this wild magic surge kind of feature. So when I do a spell, since I'm kind of new to spell casting, I have to roll. Um, I, I roll a d20, and if it's a one, uh, which is like a crit miss, then I have to roll on this wild magic surge table, which is a bunch of like bad or good things that could happen. Maybe when it's you, Adam, the yeah, chances the ones of you are rolling come. a one yeah, seem to sure. be a little higher than usual. For sure. So <laughs> luckily, not not now, but I'm sure at some point that's going to happen. So it looks hmm. like, man, those white, those white squares, it looks like it's another illusion by our friend Dr. Frankenstein. I guess we'll have to walk over them. What do you, what do you I guess white is not right. Can I just confidently go forward and step on all the black squares to make my way across? You do that. Do I get across? You make Great. it across. Yep, I follow. Can I, I guess I, I want to go along, and as I'm walking along the black squares, uh, can I like peek in and see if there might be the traps that I happen to pass on whatever path you you deem fit? Can I like try and look down between the twigs or whatever and see if like if there's anything worth grabbing or snagging within those pits? Yeah, um, you, find, you find Chris Pratt in the in the exactly. Pit. We all <laughs> fell into the pit. You yeah. Since you're you're looking specifically, I'm going to have you roll an investigation. Seventeen. Yeah, um, you notice uh, that um, kind of like hanging off the edge of like, like tangled in the leaves, it, it definitely has been disturbed and you see a torn backpack hanging from, yeah, hanging from the twigs. Okay, I, I grab that. Okay. And can I quickly um, look inside? You, yeah, you can, you can look inside if you do want. A, a quick poke in case there might be clues or any kind of hints of things to do coming up ahead. Yeah, you see uh, four items inside. You see a charred splinter of wood, an empty bottle of mead, a candlestick, and a tangled bundle of string. All right. Well, I guess I'll 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 pocket those things and I'll toss I'll toss the bag back into the hole. Kimmy, um, as he's tossing the bag, can you do a quick perception check for me? Absolutely. I also say something witty, the like uh, Bertram, you getting ready for the first day of school or something funnier? Uh, 20. <laughs> e- 
even though it's midair, your practiced eye um, catches on to certain details of this backpack. It, it automatically flashes you back to last night when you were talking to a lizard folk um, looking for his friend. And you realize this was the same backpack that he was wearing. Mm. Carwin. Kimmy chooses how Penelope shares that information. Penelope, what's that, what's that face for? Hmm. We are not the first to go through this, I think. What makes you think that? I've seen that backpack before. Guess he never found Gavin. I looked at A1 and I'm like, who the bloody hell is Gavin? <laughs> I don't know. No idea. I immediately go to the archway and grab whatever little thing there is. <laughs> Look at you. It's like Pavlov right there. You just know exactly what to do. <laughs> Money, please. please. Um, you. <laughs> yeah, you go to the alcove and in that alcove, it is not a potion this time, but you find there a drift globe. A what? A drift globe, which is pretty cool. It's uh, something where it's a, it's a sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I imagine that it would be like glass with uh, swirling bits of colors Ooh. in it. And when you speak a command word that you set on it, um, it raises into the air and it um, shines light for you to see. It's kind of like a floating lantern. Got it. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Dope. I stick it into my. But yeah, you got this. I stick cloak. it into my fanny pack, and it, it bulges out weirdly. But I I don't care. Can't really get the zipper closed. <laughs> I look forward to seeing what uh what keyword or command word you come up with for it. Um, oh yeah. All right. The next room um, is a very fancy one indeed, with the walls painted in murals of hammers, particularly warriors wielding hammers against their enemies. And as you step further into the room, you notice the temperature drops significantly, um, so much so that you can see your breath fog in front of you, and frost begins to grow along the decorative sconces lining the wall. In the middle of the room is a pedestal shaped like a large hammer with a small box on top. The box is unremarkable and far less fancy than the room it resides in. So there's, there's a bunch of hammers like on the walls, like carved in the, in the stone, and there's a big hammer in the middle? It's a mural. So you have this, this gorgeous okay. oh, mural painted. on it's both painted. sides. Okay. Yeah. And then in the center of the room, there's the pedestal that's shaped like a large war hammer. Um, and then there's simple box on top of it. And beyond, um, you notice a door. I mean, if anything were to look like a trap, that sure looks like a trap. <laughs> Should we just go on? Mm. What, do we have something to... What about, uh, what about our brave and faithful companion, Pip? Check in the box. Maybe his weight won't trip any trap that is there. And then I set, I set Pip on, and he just, like, peeks and sikes. It's like an old-timey keyhole, I imagine. Or is there no keyhole? I just made that up. I, I, no keyhole. The theater of my mind was just really going for it. I love it. It's beautiful. No, it's, it's just a plain unadorned box um, with just a hinge in the back. So Pip could easily flip it Pip, open. Just little, his little teeny little fingers barely opens it and then just squeaks. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I have to admit that I don't speak mouse. So uh, I don't know how we're going to find out I what was about he's saying. To say, it was at that you, moment. I was about to say, what could that mouse tell you that you would understand? Um, so... Sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, so, Jens. So Pip is... It's a great idea, though. If I spoke but mouse, the, but the we'd mouse be in a great dead, position. So maybe... Nothing's happening to Pip. Pip just peeps at you and then uh, makes his way back to you unscathed. Mm-hmm. Um, plan B? If it's good enough for Pip, I guess it's good enough for me. I walk over and uh, 
uh, before I do, I'd like to make like a uh, I'd like to make a perception check as I walk up to the precipice to see. Uh, I, I'm looking down on the ground. I'm seeing if there's any noticeable cracks to see if you know if this thing is going to drop. If it's going to raise up. If there's going to be any kind of like you know Indiana Jones few 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 spikes in my head. Yeah. yeah. Rolling balls. All right. Uh, perception. And that is a nine. You don't see anything. It it doesn't look like there's anything there that uh, is going to trigger any trap. All right. I I carefully walk up to the box. Um, does it look, does it look like it's movable? The box? Yes. The box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I walk up to it with my left foot. I, I kind of put my left foot down and I lean forward and I kind of put my right foot down just a bit so that I have a little bit kind of balanced weight on my right foot. And I reach out to grab the box. And as soon as I touch the box, I push away and I swoop it and I'm going to try to like run backwards. Like really quickly, you do Just that, like and swoop. and you now have a small box in your hand. All right, I open the box and I look uh, inside. <laughs> inside is a key made of what looks like solid ice. Well, y'all, there's a there's a key in here, and I think that it's made of of water that's frozen. We should get to stepping here, you know, sooner rather than later. Maybe this will unlock that door over there. Why don't you give it a shot? That sounds good. And I, well, I just mosey on over to the door, and I take a look and see if there's any keyholes. There is a single keyhole there. Um, I take out the ice key. I push it home, and then I, or I push it in, and I kind of like twist it. As soon as you try the key into the lock, the key melts, the door opens, and three cloaked beings enter. These guys, you get the same feeling that you got in the bar last night. Roll initiative. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, your master teacher, Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope that you're enjoying the story so far because we're really getting into the swing of things and enjoying ourselves as we're making this. I'm here to, of course, remind you to subscribe, rate, and review um, because really that's how this episode and even just this series gets into the hands and ears of people who would otherwise have no idea we even exist. So that is a huge way that you can help us. You can also reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Show because once again, writing out of Mice and Men and Monsters, super long. On there, you can give us feedback on how we're doing, give us ideas and suggestions for stories I might incorporate, as long as, of course, those stories are in public domain. And uh, you can give us ideas for NPCs, for magic items, for even some plot twists or something. I am reading and I am paying attention, so I would love to hear from you. So far, we've uploaded the prologue as well as chapters one and two. And moving forward, we will be releasing a new chapter every other week. So stay tuned and let's get back.
So, Kimmy, when I say roll initiative, that means you're going to roll your uh, dexterity, and that's going to determine the order in which uh, you guys will go for this combat. 24. So I guess I'm going first. I got 11. Uh, I'm 17. I'm going to roll for my guys. Yeah, Kimmy, do you know how battles work? Only from watching the community episode. So I assume we all go one at a time, back and forth between them. Yeah, and there's more that yeah. you can do mm-hmm. like in a turn besides it's just like I, I try and stab him. You can try and like talk. You can move. You can heal someone else. Uh, there's, there's like more things you can do than just like I sling an arrow or something like that, you know. So just think about what you actually would want to do. And okay. maybe we can try and figure out what that looks like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys, if you look at them, uh, their, their hoods kind of fall back and you have three half uh halflings but there's something off about these halflings their skin isn't quite the right color it's a little gray and you see lots of stitching around uh, bits and pieces of their faces um and their eyes aren't quite showing a recognition of life as it were their eyes are just glassy halfling number one is going to take our first action there and she's going to lift her rapier and aim for you, Bertram. My AC is so And terrible. that'll be... Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, nat 20. <laughs> so, Kimmy, when I roll a nat 20, um, that means I do double damage. Oh, no. let's, let's do this. Don't you kill me in the first episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got lucky, though. Uh, you take two piercing damage. Oh, my God. That was lucky. All right. I'm still standing. Kimmy, you're up next. Okay. Um, I say, whoa. All right. Cool. We're all here. Uh, you look not so healthy. You also look upset. Um, do I have anything like charm? No. Can Pers- I, I guess. Persuasion. Yeah, you can use persuasion. Should I try to persuade them to. Do I want to persuade them to talk to us? Or I just want to persuade like, hey, can you let us. Like, we don't want to bother you. I have no issue with your stitches. Why don't you let me and my friends just go past and we can meet you. I recognize you. I recognize those cloaks. We'll meet you at the dear uh, sister Margaret. We'll get you a drink. This guy. He, this guy's buying all night. Does that sound good? And then I, I try oh, to use persuasion. Yeah. Why don't you roll persuasion? Mm-hmm. 21. Yeah, they, they kind of stop mid, mid stance and, and they don't progress any further. And uh, the one that had just uh, pulled her rapier against uh, Bertram lowers and goes, Scars, you don't care about my scars? I think they're quite distinguished, actually. Often, you know, often uh, the scars are what make a man or a woman. Shows that they've lived, you know? I respect it. Wow, I I don't even think I, I... I know what to do with this flattery. Um, Have you heard about body positivity? I guess I, I just thought of attacking. <laughs> There's a whole new movement. It's great. It's body positivity. Great. Look into it. I think you could, I don't know, I think you'd really lean in to what people are saying now. Really love yourself. With that, um, the, the halfling like, uh, turns towards the others and kind of like motions them to like stand down. I would say, like, with that role, they're not going, you're not out of initiative yet. 
Um, they're not going to put their uh, weapons away, but they are going, I'm going to give you guys each kind of think of it like as a round choosing to attack again, or you can use words or try to figure out what's going on. Um, but Kimmy, I'm going to say that ends your round. Bertram, you have been slashed by one of these guys, but now they seem to be not only able to talk, but aren't actively attacking anymore. What do you do? On my, uh, built into my chest, I have these two kind of hooks that stick out, kind of amongst the, 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 the kind of lapels that have been built into my, into my chest armor. So it kind of looks like a tuxedo, like, uh, like, a, like a tuxedo jacket that I'm wearing. And these two little handles kind of stick out the top. So I shove my left arm through them and kind of yank that part that just kind of dislodges from my chest. So it kind of serves as a um, as a removable armor piece, as a shield that kind of, you know, is a part of me. Oh. So I pull that, I That's yank really cool. that out and kind of exposing some kind of wires and machinery underneath. But now I'm holding this, this smaller chest plate shield basically in front of me. I, I kind of get in a stance, looking over my, sh- kind of creeping my eyes over my shield and my eyes dart back and forth between my friends and the foes in front of me. What what's going on? Oh, are we not fighting anymore? Are we are, are we friends? Can is that an option? Can we not fight? Can I say that and ready in action or is that talking my action? No, you can ready in action. You have to tell me what you're readying it for. So, I am going to uh I'm ready in action. So, I guess whenever they make a move again to like attack and hurt us, I'll I'll swing my quarterstaff if they choose to attack us again. Okay. Uh, so you ready that action, and uh, right at that moment, um, the first halfling who had um, responded to uh, Penelope's persuasion, as it were, lifts up her hand and looks at her scars and looks back at you guys um, with a confused look on her face. and. Uh, she mutters the word friend and reaches out towards Penelope. But as she reaches out, you hear this whirring coming from almost like it sounds like a clockwork whirring um, coming from the chest of the second halfling. Just a just an unworldly screech um, comes out of his throat and he lifts up his battle axe and cuts down on her arm, severing it from her body. And then he swings back again, separating her head from her body as well. Um, Damn, you're back in. You really needed new friends. Does that count uh, as? Does that does that count as my action then? Like they kept yes. it going, so can mm-hmm. I do my action now? Yes. So there's two. Mm-hmm. There's two left. Can I? Can I get a gauge if they're both like angry, or was it just that one that was pissed off? It's, you don't even see anger on mm. his face. You just see a blankness to it. Almost as if it were going back to its original programming. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I suppose I'll then take... So seeing how, how almost like that other creature or that kind of monster, I guess, was, was cut in half, almost like butter so quickly, I guess I'll try and take my quarterstaff and I'm going to try and uh, decapitate that one as well. I'm going to try and like swing for the neck. Okay. That was a 14 to hit? Does not hit. 
Okay. Wow. Shoot. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, Aaron, you're up. I turn around and uh, cast uh, Shillelagh again. I run up to halfling number three and I uh, smack it in its neck. Nine against AC, which does not hit, I don't think. Mm-mm. Nope, does not hit. Yep. Nope. And then I disengage. Halfling number three is going to turn around uh, very slowly, kind of in a creepy mechanical way. And it's going to uh, take its scimitar and um, in a downward swiping motion, as much as a halfling can do to an elf. So really, it's going to attack your knee. Um, they're going to swing and hope to, uh, as if they're trying to cut your, your uh, leg off. Uh, that okay. is 10 versus AC, so... Uh, they miss. Um, I'll use sneak. Can I use sneak attack? <laughs> um, tell me how that would work out. How would you okay. sneak in the um in this battle? So, I mean, they seem like they're like little zombies, little Frankenstein zombies. They're saying their uh, eyes are very forward, so they're focused on Awen right now, and I want to sneak attack from behind. Mm. In their, I want to stab at their little knees. You stab at their little knees. L- yeah, I'll let you try okay. that. Great. Ten. Do I add anything to that or no? Mm-hmm. Yes, you add your dex modifier. Got it. Modifier. So it's fourteen. Mm-hmm. That does not mm. hit these guys. Wait, was that wait, right. wait was that uh, the was that was that the attack or was that the stealth she was just rolling? No, she was trying to attack, but with the sneak attack, meaning if she had uh, succeeded, she would have had an extra d six in her attack. Wait, does what I'm... A- oh, okay. she's behind so me. So what I'm attacking with, though, that doesn't play into it as well if I'm using my two daggers to go, like, I want to poke them. Again, did you have an attack bonus on Plus those daggers? Plus two. So do I use that as well? Because I basically just rolled a 10 and then yes. I added four. Yeah, yeah you, would, you, you, would, so, yeah, you would add your dex yep. plus your bonus. So 16. What's the total? Yeah, that hits. I poked him in the yeah. knees. Boy. Poke him in, in the knees. Okay, roll poke, it. Poke. Roll damage in the knee, for me. In the knee pit? Because you're behind them, aren't you? Because I'm behind them. In the knee pit. Yeah, knee in pit. pit. I know it's not like that's a kill thing, but I want to really incapacitate. So I just roll the tw- one-sided dice again? No. Um, so you're... That's what I've been doing. I hope that's your okay. daggers. You're going to roll... Yeah, that's you roll the d20 to attack. Got it. Um, but now for damage, you're going to roll a 1d4, and then you're going to add a 1d6 to that attack. So you'll roll a d6 and a d4 and add them together, and that'll be the total damage. Okay, so oof, one and then two. <laughs> so one, I rolled so, one and one. Sounds so like my kind three, of roll. One and one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, were, you, were you attacking two separate ones or I was attacking one? two of them. Okay, so each of them take two damage. Okay. okay. My work here is done, right. guys. I think I'm gonna do try it again. I'm just gonna try the the quarter staff again. I'm gonna go for H three now that I see that it got stabbed in the knee pit successfully. I'm gonna try and go for uh, its neck again. And a seven isn't gonna do it. So I'm afraid not, my dude. So awesome. I can't do like intimidation or anything like that, right? That would be my whole turn. Yeah, you can int- try and intimidate them. Okay, I think since they're halflings and I'm seven feet tall. Maybe my hope is that I can maybe scare them, uh, scare them off. It probably won't, but hey, let's let's give it a whirl. So I'm gonna try and like tower over them and have um, 
the flowers kind of behind me. I'm gonna try and like try almost like do like a like a blowfish, make myself look bigger. I'm gonna have like the kind of make the pollen kind of like puff out of the flowers behind me to make me look really big and like scary as I as I growl at it and holding my weapon in the air. And I'm hoping I can scare the hell out of them. Like that with that little the, the little guy that uh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, from mm-hmm. that eats Newman. Scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. That was a 22. Oh, yeah. You've seen that these things, although they seem motionless in the face, it's, it's possible to have them feel, feel things still. So they are now scared. So taking one look at you, um, and it's overcome with fear, um, it rushes toward uh, what you now see is this hidden trap door. And even though you guys continue to fire spells and anything else that's coming at you at them, the second halfling, at the very least, eludes your attacks and running with the swiftness of lightning, plunges into the hole, which closes up after him. Well, that's not good. Halfling number three follows suit, um, but I will give each of you um, an attack of opportunity. As H3 is running away, I pull out a from my back a long, uh, viney, thorny whip, Ooh. and I crack it in the air. And then I spin it, and I fling it straight towards this uh, this beastly halfling, and I wrap it around its uh, around its torso. I'm gonna roll to hit, uh, and that's a five. Is that with advantage? Since it's an opportunity. So, uh, do I have advantage? Yeah, I'm giving you advantage. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nineteen. Yeah. So yeah, okay, is. you snap it out, and it makes contact, wrapping around this halfling's midsection. Yep. Yeah. So as it as it reaches around him, I pull it back, and it comes ten feet closer to me, and takes one d six piercing, and that's four piercing damage to it. It's now closer to us. I'm kind of, I'm kind of behind. I'm near Awen, but not super close. But then I run over and I slash at it with my rapier. Roll that. So attack. I use the twenty, right? I'm gonna roll a d twenty and yep. add two. Twenty. Okay, so I don't add the dexterity four on that as well. It's just the two. You do. I'm gonna say in this instance, go ahead. Um, so if you were to add six to that roll, 16. what would you get? Sixteen. That hits. Yay! So you're gonna roll one d eight piercing. Five. Okay, so he takes five damage. And uh, Bertram, is there anything that you'd like to do in this free round? Yes, I'm going to just stand over it, and I'm going to try and take my quarterstaff onto its head. We're mean. Uh, It was 18. That hits, yep. Putting him out of his misery. That's true, I just slashed him in the back. Smash. A a mighty one. Oh, no. (laughs) Truly? No, for damage, not for the attack. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay <laughs> um with that your the butt end of your staff goes straight through his temple and crushes and so you are left with two dead bodies in this room and one has escaped we'll see if he can sew that back up
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.